There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 2 of Season 3 of The Magicians. Holy crap. <laughs> okay, before we this start... This was awesome. I'm it, sorry. <laughs> it was so good. So, before we get that, go ahead and hit us with the ratings news. All right. Ep- episode 2 had a 0.29 in adults 18 to 49, with 0.762 million viewers, making it the 27th overall cable show for the day. That's a pretty big jump, because we were yeah. not quite there last week. No. And, yeah. Three quarters of a million viewers. I like it. All right. Episode two, Heroes and Morons. Elliot travels to a faraway place in search of a special object. Alice runs from a monster. Quentin and Katie and Josh continue the desperate search for magic. And Penny's condition worsens. We didn't even see Penny for a while, and I didn't even think he was going to be in this episode. Right. It wasn't until the very end. Right. But... When we opened at Break Bills, Quentin is reading The Fable of the Seven Golden Keys, where a princess must rescue her night father from an evil witch. Which I love that she she's starting this way. Right. Because he also says how the princess was favored by her father, but he wanted a son, so he didn't really teach her everything. And I kind of felt like, okay, is this supposed to be kind of like Alice? Because That's kind of what I was thinking, yeah. Alice or Julia, either one. Oh, I don't remember them saying Julia's father was had wanted a son, but I swear I heard that with Alice's father. Right, yes, I'm pretty sure that happened as well. So that's why I was thinking, okay, does this mean one of them is going to be, like, the final person who has to get, like, the key and bring it all together or something? Um, but as he's reading this, and he stops because there's no more words in the book, which is yeah. weird. It's like one chapter. Josh and Julia are like, okay, well, now what? And then Josh's bright idea is, all right, fine, I'll go hit the bong. Well, Julia decides, says, well, there's always Google. That's true. Which he does manage to, like, find something on, was it YouTube or something? Yeah, it was YouTube. <laughs> we just got posted. Because they have no idea where to find Mayakovsky. Right. Because he's not at Brickville South, but who the hell took the trek down there? Because it's not yeah. like they can just zip down there anymore. Well, Penny could, but Penny is a little preoccupied right now. But yes. after the digging, yes, we see something that is happening at a hedgewitch bar. And not just an anything, it's a bear. It's a person turned into a freaking bear in the bar. Yeah, right. that's totally normal. Totally <laughs> But Josh was real good at putting together the clues and figuring out that this has got to be Mayakovsky. Which I 
didn't know how he took that leap, but it's like, okay, I guess it worked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it had something to do with that symbol that he was showing them, but that we couldn't make out what it was. And his name. Right. Yeah, so kind of a combo. And then we ha- we're not at Breakbills anymore. We have Alice, who is picking out a cat. She wanted a kitten. And the owner, owner was weird. He sure was. He's like, you're not doing anything weird with it, right? It's like, what? And he wanted her to swear on the Bible that no harm or evil will come to this cat. What? Is What? Yeah. <laughs> Where did that come from? Although, the fact that it is a cat, I can totally understand Alice's attitude from last episode. Right. With the whole, are you kidding me? Because witches and cats, it's like, all right, even though it's magicians, not witches, but I can see that now. Right. And it makes so much sense. It was a warning system for Alice. Now, I don't know why the age of the kitten mattered so much, but apparently... It had to be under eight months old. Oh, see, I didn't catch that. I just thought she wanted one, like, pretty young, so it would be around for a while. Right, no. Ah, well, Katie gets involved because she's basically asked to. And, of course, Katie does not trust Julia. No, no. And I like the way they're playing this relationship between Julia and Katie because they shouldn't be best buds right now. Right. And it should take a while for them to repair their relationship and their friendship. And so far, that's what they're doing. And I'm I'm glad to see that they didn't just buddy back up again. Yeah, that would have been weird. But at the same time, I feel like Katie's like a lot more pissed at Julia. Oh, absolutely. Than, than she should be at this point. But I don't, I'm not 100% sure of the time frame either. Right. So it's kind of hard to. To figure that part out. I don't know. I guess being pissed is just being pissed, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're not exactly a time frame. No. But they ask her to get them into this hedge witch bar, which is weird because they all walked in without a problem. I'm assuming right. they meant to talk to the bartender, though. I guess so, because Katie ne- knew the bartender. I so. feel like Josh may have been all right asking questions. Probably. Probably. Maybe they still don't trust Josh. Well, he hasn't been the most trustworthy at, up to this point as far as the interactions have gone. So I can see why they still are a little hesitant to uh, put their trust in him just yeah. yet. Yeah, that's true. But Julia does finally show Katie that she has some magic. And she's like, we need to find this battery so we can fix magic so we can fix Penny. Right. And Katie finally agrees, but at the same time, I'm like, mm, do we trust her, or does she seem a little too ticked still? Because, yeah. especially the fact that Julia has magic out of all of them. Right. Well, they get some information, and we find out, yes, it was Mykofsky at the bar, and a woman way too young for him. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Right. <laughs> Emily Greenstreet. Oh, hi, crazy Emily, you're back. Nice to see you again. And apparently they were both totally drunk off their ass. And then another woman appeared. It's like, oh, who is this mysterious woman saying that Mayakovsky owes her something? Right. It's like, hmm, the questions abound. And next thing we know, there's a bear. That's what he says. So, great. Who is the one who has magic and some kind of battery that's working this? And 
turning him into a bear. Right. That seems like a kind of a waste of magic, but whatever. And Quentin tells the group he's going to go talk to Emily, but maybe I need to do it myself because they're like, because she's batshit crazy. Yes. (laughs) I was going to be more tactful, but yes. So when Q goes in there to talk to Emily and she's like, yeah, he just showed up on my doorstep and how he's so sorry that he needed to show her exactly how sorry he was. And I'm free of this bond, blah, blah, blah. Hey, let's get married. I think Quentin's jaw fell to the floor. It's like, what, what? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, we totally got married. It was great. We were out celebrating. I don't remember all the bars. Uh, We went to that last bar. I went to the bathroom. Suddenly I see a woman come up to talk to him. And next thing I know, bear. Right. It's like, what? This seems like you would pay a little bit more attention if your new husband has been suddenly turned into an animal. Right. And she's not real happy about it. Yes, but seeing as magic's gone, it's like there's no way to change him back. Exactly. So what the heck? And our little group gets back together and, well, there's got to be more leads because you think this person's going to use this magic and then it's going to be it? No, no, no. Well, they do find out about a few other things. Yes. (laughs) We have a couple of... uh... Suspicious incidents is going on. Yeah. Uh, one, that there is a uh, dinosaur roaming around a children's hospital. And the other is a magical sex orgy in Central Park. Yeah, that apparently Josh really wanted to go check that part oh, out. Oh, yeah, he wanted to go badly. And that was really weird because when they go, if they got too close to the people, they kind of got... Hold in, like Julia was kind of getting where she was getting almost sucked into the moment. Right. Quentin never did. No, he was able to keep his head on pretty straight the whole time. And he had yeah. a couple of opportunities <laughs> to get sucked in and yeah. he didn't. So. And Josh and Katie talking to the people at the children's hospital, the nurse is having none of it. Like she doesn't believe that they're from what a magazine. Right, yeah. Right. She keeps questioning them. What magazine are you from? Who's your boss? Right. But one of the kids is like, oh, it's totally a dinosaur. And this woman made it, and it was off our picture, and it was so cool. And next thing we know, we hear, like, a roar. And the kids are like, yay, it's back! And I'm thinking, oh, my God, did it eat somebody? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm all like, Jurassic World, everyone's dying. Exactly. But they run outside, and Katie's like, come on, we'll follow it. And Josh is like, what? Out of all the things somebody could have said to me this morning, following dinosaur prints was not one that I would believe would be happening. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm right on right on his side with that, because somebody said that, oh, yeah, you know what? Tomorrow, on your way to work, you're going to see some dino prints, and you're going to follow it. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Nope, not happening. No, if I see a dino print, I'm going the opposite way. Thank you very much. I'll take a picture of the print, post it on Instagram, and be like, I don't know what the hell this is, but I'm going the other way. Yeah, I'm not going to find out. Yes. So basically, if Godzilla attacks Chicago, sorry, Chicago, I'm staying nice and safe in the suburbs. (laughs) I'm not coming close to take a picture. I don't want to be eaten. But anyway. So, weirdly enough, we're back at the magic sex orgy that 
And you hear sounds, like you hear some moaning in the back, and you have a lot of people standing, like, watching, going, oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) Which is kind of funny. And then you suddenly have Alice, who pops up, and Quentin's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, ah, same as you, I followed the frickin' magic. Yeah. And he's like, well, it took four of us, but yeah, okay, yeah, you're smart, got it. Why are you carrying a kitten? She's like, I have a pet. It's like, all right, obviously this is not exactly something anybody would think that you're going to be carrying around, because you didn't seem like too much of a pet person. No, not at all. So the fact that you are actually carrying this around with you, yeah, it's going to be something that they're going to be like, what is going on? Right. Questioning this completely is, this doesn't make any sense to us. This is not something that we would know you to want to have. Right. And then the cops come and they're trying to arrest everybody. They're like, stop what you're doing or you're going to be arrested. It's like, or the cops might get pulled into it. I don't know how that's going to work. Right. That, it, <laughs> I could go either way. Yeah. As soon as they grab somebody to pull them apart. But they do find out that there was a woman there. It's like, okay, this has got to be the person with the battery. Yep. And she wanted to know where a good building was around there to commit suicide. And suddenly, Q knows exactly where it is. And Julie's like, what? How do you yeah, know this? did you know that? And he's like, oh, I was into that. You need a building with rough access and blah, blah, blah. And there was a time that I was considering that. And I think the fact that he was just like really nonchalant about it, it was what kind of threw Julia off. Right. Along with myself. I don't know about you. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. (laughs) How did I not know this? Why did you not say anything to me about this? But then again, I mean, we know he was in an institution, so. Yes. And we obviously, we don't know. Which time? Maybe he's remembering one of the other many times they went through this loop. Yeah, could be. Although this part wasn't the loop, but you guys know what I mean. Right. So maybe it's one of the other Quintons. So who knows? But he goes up, because there's already people like, oh no, there's a person up there. How do they see a woman who isn't at the ledge yet? (laughs) I digress. Goes up, and of all the people, I did not expect to see Professor Lipson up there. No! And Julia and Alice kind of race up, and they're like, oh, shit, what's happening? And Quentin had a really good speech here. Oh, absolutely. And I wish we had all of it, because we don't have that. But it was what a lot of people were likening to how Capaldi was talking to the fans. Right. In in uh, the final ep- his final episode, that it was Quentin talking to the fans, you know, like, We didn't know how good we had it. And this is basically with any fandom. When you're so sucked into it and you're so, okay, this sounds cheesy, but you're so happy with the fandom because you're like, oh my gosh, this is great. We're getting all these shows. They're actually going to cons. We're getting to meet them. And then suddenly, like, the show is canceled and they're not in any cons. It's like, you didn't know how great it was because it was always like, oh, I'll get there next, next season or I'll catch up with it. I'll get to meet them at the next con. And it just stops and it dries up. Right. And I felt like it was really deep, too. And, of course, I feel like I just went way deeper than they meant it to be. But I, I'm like, damn, that's a really good speech. It was. It and really was. I felt like he almost had her. Yes. Until he makes a little mistake. Yep. You got the battery from Mayakovsky. 
you did good, but when you took his battery, his battery, that's what did it. Yep. Because then she's like super pissed. Yeah, because she supplied him with all the stuff to build those batteries. Because where was he going to get the living metal? So I'm thinking living metal, okay, does that mean even if it falls, it's fine? I don't know. Except she said, this is empty. Then why the hell are you still carrying it around? Yeah. (laughs) I got it. Well, it wasn't completely empty. But I don't know if it was magic that helped or just Q was just fast enough because she's like, all right, I'm done. She went to jump and he managed to grab her. That's why I'm like, when you said you think there was still some magic in there, I'm feeling like almost it was just enough to make her slow down, even though you didn't see it. For right. him to grab her. Yes. Because he was still a few steps away. Yes, he was. So I'm hoping maybe they come back and say that. Right. And, of course, the crowd gasps, and you see Julia and Alice run. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're going for the battery. <laughs> I was waiting for, like, that slow-mo jump. Right. <laughs> jump but and fall. Didn't... No. <laughs> no, you just see the battery shatter. And Julia's like, oh, crap. Yeah, and Alice is too. So Alice seemed like super pissed about it, and Julia just seemed really upset. Right. But Hugh manages to get Lipson back, because I have a feeling we are definitely going to need her in the future. Absolutely we will. Because why make this big thing that she was the one who helped create it because she knew how? I just feel like they don't put too many red herrings in here. No, not at all. And, well, the gang, all of them, act, yeah, because we have Julia, Q, Katie, Josh, and Alice, all at the police station. And Josh and Katie turn up to be like, okay, I didn't find anything. What did you find? And Julia's like, oh, this piece. Yeah, <laughs> we got a piece of a battery, but that's about it. Right. And Alice's cat starts freaking out. Yes. And it's like, oh, okay, early warning system. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) And that, oh my God, do you know how pissed people were? I don't know if you were looking on Twitter at the time. Right. No, I wasn't. Because suddenly the kitten explodes and there's fur and blood. And like, Alice is just like, I gotta go. And puts down the cage and walks off. Walks off quickly, and you have this guy just kind of slowly following her, and nobody says boo. Right. And then a cop's like, looks at the cage and looks at the the people, like, you know, our little group, like, what the hell is this? And and Q. Oh, my God, Q. (laughs) Oh, sorry, officer. Our our friend's cat was sick, and and then it explodes like they're they're wont to do. It's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) What? I don't think that happens i know i've only had one cat (laughs) but i don't think that happens and i I will tell you guys and you've heard miss natty from the nerd element join us she was pissed oh i'm sure she was she's a huge cat person and everybody online is like what the hell do you guys just hate cats what's the deal i felt bad but the fact that it happened to you, I'm just like, what is this? Oh, holy shit. Right. There was a lot of that that I was like, oh, my God, I need to pause this and get myself together. But yeah. I couldn't because it's a live show. Yeah. It was messed up. But 
going past that, which I don't know how we can, because that almost would have been, like, the perfect ending. Right. Because then we would have known what the hell the cat's for, but... Yes. But that's not where it ended. No, no, no. We find out that Lipson wasn't the one who turned Mykoski into a bear. Right. While they were up on the roof, she admitted that she wasn't the one who did that. So, of course, back to Emily's we go. Because who else could have done it? That's right. And, yeah, she said she did it. I was pissed. Okay? That is not a normal reaction. Turning people into bears. I'm just going to throw that out. (laughs) Yeah, that is not a way to get back at your husband for talking to another woman. Right. And we find out that Emily had the battery all along. So when she was there before, she had the battery. Right. And, well, somebody was already there because they knocked her the hell out. And I love it because, like, immediately Josh is like, oh, no, Alice? And, no, only one person can punch like that. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be Katie. Maybe had you talked to Q about the battery, weird shit wouldn't have happened just now. That's right. And you wouldn't have been laying on the ground with a bag of peas on you or whatever. But, great. Okay. Well, we know Katie took the battery, but we don't know if she's going to be able to take care of whatever needs to be done with this spell. Right, because Katie's specialty has always been battle mad. Right. So she's not able... How do we know that she's going to be able to heal Penny's magic cancer without... Somebody's help, that's for sure, because we've never seen her heal anybody before. Right. And how does Penny know to come? Because she goes back to the restaurant, which is weird. It's like, okay, why is the restaurant where she's going? But Penny's there, and he's looking horrible. Yes, he really is. And you go, this is not good. And she's like, I have the battery, so I can help you. But you don't know if you can. Right. But we Got to remember, she got the book last week. That's true. That may have the information in it to curing, so. Yeah, but she might need, like, five people to do something. Exactly. Ah, <sighs> she doesn't And actu- in all actuality, it would make more sense to go ahead and use the battery to heal him so he can travel again. And he can get them to Fillory. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so actually, Katie probably did the right thing by taking the battery to try to help Penny. Now, Whoa. hopefully, the rest of the gang will show up and. Well, pitch that's in because some. Q and the gang don't know what Elliot and Margot know. Well, really, right. Elliot more more so than Margot that right. he needs all these people for the quest. So. Yeah. If Quentin had known that, maybe they would have said, we'll get the battery so we can heal Penny and help you heal Penny. And then maybe we wouldn't have had this drama. Yeah. Maybe. But basically, everybody's like scatters then because, well, what are we going to do? Right. And Quentin is walking down an alley alone. Okay, this seems odd. Where are you going? Yeah, at night. And suddenly, like, something happened. Like, the book moves in his bag and he's like, wait, this isn't normal. Right. And apparently, we have a second chapter. Yes. And he's super excited, so this means that Elliot must have met his butt. Right, gotten the first key. Mm-hmm. And next thing we know, he's being jumped. I'm like, oh, great, he's going to be mugged, somebody's going to take the book. What the hell? Right. But 
it's that construction worker who was chasing Alice that has the lamprey in him. Yeah. Uh, it has something in him. We don't know for sure that it's the lamprey, but well, I'm it's assuming good, if that's why yeah, the cat went boom. Yes. <laughs> and suddenly it seems that Quentin is possessed. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? This is weird. Yeah. And, and he used Q to get to Alice. And I'm just going to say this now. I don't know if you watched it. There was a little interview with Alice, the actress whose name escapes me right this minute. And thank you. She was saying about how she found out what a lamprey was. She looked it up and they're super creepy. Yeah. But she also found out that Niffin time is different than regular time. That she was, in fact, a Niffin for like a thousand years. Right. And she's like, I probably pissed off a lot of people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And things. And who the hell knows what else might be after Alice because she was pissed off Niffin. It's yeah. like, that was interesting that they said that Niffentime moves different. Right. That was absolutely fascinating to hear that. And it makes me wonder, when she was writing everything down before she started to forget it, how much she was able to get down then. Right. That was like thousands of years worth of crazy magic. Yeah. And crazy knowledge. Right. Is this something that if magic comes back, or when magic comes back, they're going to be able to tap into? Or is it something in all of her writing that might be useful for all these quests? I think it could. It probably is going to be a little bit of both. So I just thought that was really interesting. I don't know if you guys watched it. I don't remember if Steve shared it or if I just happened to see it on the Magician's Facebook page. But definitely check that out if you haven't, because that was, although I just kind of told you everything. But I just found that super fascinating. Right. And I didn't realize there was that many little like interviews here and there where they're giving away. That seemed like a big secret, even though it's not a secret. But I'm like, oh, crap, we need to find all of the cast things to find out what they know about their character then. Right. So I think it's super interesting. But after all of that, I mean, we don't know where Alice is because she had to go hide for a while. Right. And hopefully she's not buying another cat. Right. And no telling if they try to get everybody back together to save Penny if Quentin has got the lamprey in him and Alice shows up, this could screw everything up. Yeah, I have a feeling somehow that has to be taken care of first. Right, which may mean that Katie will end up being able to cure Penny by herself or with limited uh, resources, shall we say. I wonder if it's going to have to be Julia and that maybe that helps them kind of come to terms, but we'll see. Yep. Let's go to Fillory. <laughs> so, Elliot and Margot have a new crisis on their hands. Fillory is officially broke. No more cheddar. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love what he's saying all the different words for money, and they're like, looking at him like, I have no idea what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> the beetles that pooped gold aren't doing it anymore, and we can't control them. They decided to be free. Yeah, oh my, they ran off. They pooped gold? What? Yeah. <laughs> Probably the only time I'd be, like, cool with handling a bug. Oh, okay, gold. But yeah. there's a remedy. And High King Elliot has the idea here. I'm going to travel on official business to After Island because they haven't paid their taxes in... How long was that, Tick? 46 years. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll probably be really good for Fillory. 
Yeah. And the fairy queen is like, hmm, we'll see. So methinks that the fairy queen has not made a w- her way over to After Island. No, not at all. Which makes And she wonder. thinks that, yeah, it's very possible that the uh, voyage will uh, eliminate Elliot and whoever else goes. So, yes, be off with you. But she has more than that in mind. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Because that was a bit of a what? We have Tick, who takes Elliot down to see his ship, his wonderful vessel, the Muttjack. And I love it because he's like, uh, yeah, there's some stuff I need to tell you about. Because, you know, it was made from sentient trees, so there's, like, a personality. And Elliot's like, shh, just let me enjoy this for one moment. Yeah. And he's just looking and kind of looking all regal. Then he's like, okay, prayed my head's over. Go ahead. What? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was just really funny because it was so goofy. (laughs) But he gets on the ship. It's like, oh, this is great. And they go below deck and, oh, my God, it has TARDIS technology. Yes. It's bigger on the inside. For those of you who actually don't watch TARDIS or <laughs> the TARDIS, Doctor Who. How do you, But how do you watch this and not know Doctor Who? That would be weird. I feel like you should know all of these. Yes. But weirder, there's a heartwood. Yes. Which is literally a tree with like a beating heart in there. It's like big, big, bright red. It's like. This is weird. And Elliot loves this. Yes, he's eating it up. There's a crew, and there's just everything cool happening. And and who's the captain? I was dying. Our favorite, Mr. Roger Cross. He has been in so many of our shows. I want to talk to him just about this. And I hope he's back for more, because we really only seen him when they were on dock. So right. I'm hoping he's back for more of this season. Yes. He needs to be on all the voyage, all the <laughs> voyages of the Munjack. I just thought it was weird, too, because I, you had found some people who are going to be in this season, but you didn't mention Roger Cross. No, that there was nothing that I saw in any press releases that mentioned Roger Cross being in this season. Which, so it was like, by the way, he liked and like retweeted. We're like, oh, my God, it's him. <laughs> we're like, he needs to be on all the episodes. So, thank you, Roger Cross. Not that, yes. you know, you may not be listening, but, you know, I can hope. So, anyway, now I have my fangirl moment. Ben reveals to Elliot, I'm going with you. And he's like, don't you have a log to watch over? <laughs> and then the fairy queen decides to interrupt. Yeah. Uh, You know what? Yeah, I told her she should go. It should be a family affair. And you need somebody to go with you who I can trust. And I'm thinking, oh, crap, what fairy is she sending with? Right, exactly. Oh, we call this but person. no, it's a young girl. We call her frail human, Frey for short. It's like, okay. Oh, yeah, she, this is your daughter. And Fen was like, uh, no, my daughter is a baby. And she's like, oh, time moves differently in the fairy realm. And what happened? Man, she threw that log like nothing. Like, yeah. wow, she went from log lady to crazy overbearing mom in about two seconds. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, first, I don't believe her. But then again, why would we? Right. Elliot didn't believe her, but Ben was all in on that being their daughter. But we do know time moves different because when they took Fen, it was just a couple days. And next thing we know, she was ha- she had the baby. Right. So we do know time does move differently. We just don't know quite how fast. 
Because now Elliot has a teenage daughter. It's like, wow. I don't think anybody was ready for that, including Elliot. No, not at all. And that's why he was so adamant that, no, this can't be our daughter. Ha, Elliot. Talk about getting out of the frying pan and into the fire. Right? Yeah. Because even Margot, although I think Margot believed that it was his daughter. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, it can't be. And I look, because all of a sudden she's like, she pops up out of nowhere behind them. Can't be what? And he's like, Jesus. Yeah. Don't do that. Stop sneaking up on us. like. So he kind of dismisses Frey. And Margot has this really touching speech. And because she's tearing up, I was tearing up. And I right. I did tweet that. I'm like, don't you do it. Don't make me cry. <laughs> and she, she did. Yeah, she, she was liking that one, by the way. Summer Bishop. And when she finally says, what's the difference between a hero and a moron? Oh, title of the show. Yay, everybody drink. One bad choice. And that makes a lot of sense. Oh, absolutely. And it's one of those things that you don't really think of. And then I'm like, oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So. And seen Elliot make some. Uh, iffy choices. Don't we say not so wise choices? <laughs> yeah, some iffy, but thus far they've worked out. Yeah. So let's hope that, it, you know, that streak keeps going. Yes. And when they get on board, Elliot finds Fen. Basically, I'm assuming this is later on because the voyage is underway. Because right. Fen's like, are you okay? He's like, well, there's nothing else to throw up. So I guess I'm fine. And Frey is sleeping. Or is she? That's that's where I'm going right away. I'm like, right. is she yeah, really sleeping? I, I didn't think she was asleep either. And Fen kind of talking. No, of course she's your daughter. And he's like, she's not our kid. She's a spy. Yeah. And she's like, can't you see it? Can't you feel it? And he's like, uh, no. Yeah. He's like, why don't you go to sleep? And she's like, I will. And she's creepily staring at Frey. Yeah. I'm like, all right. That would wake me up just having her stare at me. Exactly. But they make it to After Island. And there's, I guess, a little fanfare. Cause they, Not much. They take I mean- out. They take out the flag and plant the flag, and he's like, I am your king. And all I heard was Monty Python, I didn't vote for you. Yeah. (laughs) But they were much nicer. They're like, oh, cool. We have a king. Do you like refreshments? Right? It's like, oh, they're pretty cool. They're chill with everything. It's like, uh, who's like the guy in charge? Uh, they all looked at him because he's like, your mayor, your, I can't remember everything he ran down. Manager. Uh, yeah. And he's just like, yeah, guy in charge. Oh, Father Poe, he's praying inside the church, preparing for the impending doom. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and you go, oh, no, here's our bad choice. Right. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, the impending doom, the monster that tries to kill us every couple days. It's like, every couple days? Okay, this is bad. Yeah, this is not good. And Father Poe emerges from the church and meets Elliot, and he's like, oh. Okay. Hi, King. And Elliot's like, listen, we need to talk. Do you know anything about a key? And just like instantly, he's like, oh, yeah, this pulls it out from his neck. And Elliot's like, it can't be that easy. And right right then you knew it wasn't going to be that easy. easy. Yeah. (laughs) Because he got super cheesy really fast. But it turns out this is the only thing protecting the island from the monster, which suddenly. Yes. There's a noise and a shadow, and 
everybody's running inside all the buildings. And Father Poe stays outside because he's holding the key up. And apparently this is going to keep whatever this is away. And I'm like, is it a wraith? And people are like, is it something from Harry Potter? Right. You know, like, they're naming, like, all of these things. Could it be this? And they're like, no, it's the dragons from Game of Thrones. <laughs> there was a whole bunch of stuff going on online. It was pretty comical. Right. I bet. <laughs> but it's like, okay, it goes away, and everybody comes back out. And Father Poe has to tell them somebody didn't make it. But Frey seems to know what this beast is. It's a right. shadow bat. And you can't kill it because it's not on this plane. It's from the fairy dimension. Right. Oh, great. This isn't going to make it easy to do anything. No, it's going to make it that much harder. And then as they're about to have kind of a Viking funeral for the man who died, Frey goes and looks at him. And she's like touching the wounds. I'm like, okay, first of all, creepy kid, quit poking the dead man. (laughs) Yeah. And so she comes and whispers in Elliot's ear, and they decide to walk off a bit and talk. So Elliot's group walks off, and Frey's like, that wasn't the bat. And then she got really creepy. She's like, it's much more jagged and bloody and chunks missing. He's like, all right, kid, you're a little too into that. That's weird. Like, I feel like Margo would be like, all right, stop. Just stop, because you're way too into this weird shit. Yeah. So... They figure it's got to be something weird that somehow the father is producing. So Ellie goes back to confront Father Poe, and he's like, let's do a little experiment. Why don't you say that little prayer you were saying before everything happened? And he snatches the key from Father Poe, and he tells everybody, as your new king, I order you not to move. Do not flee. This is a test. Okay, now first of all, I would probably be like, screw you. I'm out. I don't know what's happening here. (laughs) Right. But it seems that Father Poe all this time was creating this thing because it came kind of at Elliot. And he's, you know, has that moment of, oh, God, I hope this is not the stupid choice. Right. And it disappears, just dissipates. And everybody, oh, man, everybody kind of did that slow head towards Father Poe. Right. He's like, you did this to keep yourself in power. You murdered innocent people. How many people did you kill? Right. And everybody who lived on that island was kind of like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Where's the pitchforks? Yeah. And Elliot had a sword, and we thought he was going to kill Father Poe. Right. But he kind of threw it towards the islanders. I mean, like, you take care of your mess. Yeah. So Elliot leaves with the key, and they find out that there's some kind of illusion magic in it right and Frey wasn't believing anything she's like you came to collect taxes all you have is that and fen apparently has come to her senses now right because she's like you don't talk to your father like that but she's like it's gold and it still has magic how is this not super important and valuable and then yes when elliot's like you know what i'm tired of your little sass little missy go to your room And she stormed off, and she went to her room. It's like, maybe it is his kid. Yeah. (laughs) And and they have that little moment, (laughs) Elliot and Ben, just kind of like, yeah, maybe we can do this parenting thing. I love it, because Ben's like, that's kind of messed up, right? (laughs) But we're a family. And he's like, well, we're a dysfunctional one, so I guess that works. 
Oh my gosh. So it was crazy that all that happened, but yeah, Frey's a little too into weird blood and gore. Right. What the hell happens in the fairy realm? But you look at the fairy queen and you kind of feel like she's probably the same way. Mm, that's true. She's So we kind of see where she gets it from. Watching. Yeah. All right. Well, what did you guys think about the episode and the weird kid? Is that Elliot's kid? Let us know. Sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes and every other podcatcher you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. And we do hope that you are enjoying this. And make sure you tell your friends about the show, because this is like, even if they're just getting into this season, that will, I think, make them go back and watch the other ones. This is really good. So check everything out, too, at www.fangirlzone.com. We have all the links to our pages, and we put up stuff all the time. I'm putting up about cons that I keep finding. So if there's a con coming close to you and you want me to add it to our con news, too, send that to me, the link, so I can put that up. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlas. And I'm Steve. The point is, only a creature from the land TV for God would think anyone would fall for how shockingly original this is. And until next time.